Welcome in to the Fog.net podcast. Michael Swain here after Kansas beat Texas 69-58 at Allen Fieldhouse. And that was a little bit of an uneventful game, uh, especially considering the way the second half went, how dominant Kansas was on the defensive end. So we're not going to focus a whole lot on the game itself in the podcast today. We'll take more of a big picture look at where Kansas is at with about six weeks until Selection Sunday. And so what we'll do is we'll look at maybe four or five things that uh, are big areas for improvement for Kansas over the final six weeks of the season, things they need to shore up before we get into March. You know, you know, just some of those things where if Kansas doesn't get this fixed or they aren't improving in these areas, then, you know, there are areas where they could get bitten in the NCAA tournament based on matchup um, or just a bad game in general. Uh, so starting off, I think probably the biggest issue Kansas has had this season and going forward, probably the biggest thing they need to get a little bit better at is feeding Yudok Azbuke. Now, Doak is by far one of the most dominant players, if not the most dominant player in college basketball this season. He doesn't necessarily have the numbers to be a part of that national player of the year conversation, but he is still one of the most dominant players in college basketball, and his impact on the floor, I think, can be seen in these past couple of games where, you know, you think against Tennessee, things kind of started to unravel when Doak wasn't on the floor. Granted, a little bit of that probably was because of the fact that KU didn't even have a center on the floor. But against Oklahoma State, the same sort of thing happened. KU does not look as good without Yudok Azubuki on the floor. And one of the big things that Bill Self has consistently talked about this season has been how not pleased he's been with the passing into Doak. Uh, I can think of a couple occasions uh, last night against Texas, and for context, recording this about Tuesday around noon central. Um, but you think last night, there were a couple times where Texas switched and had a big on one of KU's guards and then therefore had a guard on Yudok Azbuki, and Kansas was not able to identify that mismatch quickly. Now, there were a couple times where they did feed the ball in and Doak was able to get an easy bucket over a guard, but there were at least two or three more opportunities for Kansas to get Doak at least another good look at the rim, uh, and they still passed it up. And that's definitely one of the biggest issues this Kansas team does have, is it's not a great passing team. Uh, Devon Dotson is a good point guard. You know, he can run pick and roll, but in terms of surveying the floor, finding mismatches, finding areas to attack, that's not his strong suit. You know, Marcus Garrett is a good passer and is one of the better floor generals that Kansas has on this team right now, but there's still times where even he will miss a little mismatch there in the post for Doak or someone that's open. You know, Ojai Baji, I've talked about his passing this season. It's not been great. I mean, Ojai's passing this season could be encapsulated into that one play against Oklahoma State where he literally tried to throw a post-entry pass to Doak and he made a three-pointer instead. So, you know, for Kansas going forward, Yudok Azubuki is literally the most efficient player in college basketball ever. Like, he leads, it came out this morning, I saw the tweet from Kansas saying that Yudok Azubuki is now the NCAA's all-time field goal percentage leader. He's the most efficient player inside the arc in the history of the NCAA. So, that's just crazy. And so for Kansas, in March, you need to attack your strengths. 
and do what you are good at. And for Kansas, what they are good at is getting Doak the ball and letting him score. So the issue now is you know, when teams do front the post or if they do send two guys at Doak, it's getting him the ball when he does have those mismatches or when he does have those one-on-one opportunities because those might become you know hard to come by just based on how teams defend Kansas. And this was a interesting stat, too, that uh, the ESPN broadcast talked about last night was when Yudok Azubuki scores 15 or more points, Kansas is 20-1. and one. That's crazy. Like, if Doak scores 15 points, Kansas doesn't lose. Uh, I don't. I didn't think to go look at uh, what that one game would have been, but it, it's just crazy. So for Kansas, that's the biggest thing going forward is can they consistently get Doak the ball? Because if they do, he's going to score, and if he scores, Kansas is going to win. So the second thing that I think Kansas probably, you know, this goes without saying, and this has been a theme all season, but uh, three-point shooting. Got to make more threes. Uh, Kansas has been really bad over the last six games in terms of three-point shooting. Um, They're 28% over the last six games on 18 attempts from three. Now, I think a part of that is due to the Big 12 defenses and playing against some of the toughest defenses in the nation. But I think it also comes down to a player-by-player basis. You know, right now, Christian Braun is the most consistent three-point shooter on the team. Uh, Yes, Isaiah Moss is arguably probably the the best three-point shooter in terms of just ability and confidence when making tough three-point shots. But right now, that guy's Christian Brown. He's shooting 41% from three on two and a half attempts this season. Uh, And that is an even higher percentage since Big 12 play started. You know, so outside of that, Kansas doesn't necessarily have uh, consistent three-point shooters. So what that means is that number is going to be really volatile. And we've seen it now where there was a five-game stretch in November where Kansas was shooting 38% from three. There was a five-game stretch between that Stanford and Oklahoma game where Kansas shot 37% from three. So there are going to be stretches this season where Kansas is going to make more threes. Uh, It's just a question of, you know, can they do it uh, when it gets into March? Something tells me playing against kind of these Big 12 defenses will help come March just because you're used to playing against, you know, staunch defensive teams that aren't going to let you get a ton of easy looks. But that still doesn't take away from the fact that you still have to make the shots when you take them. And, you know, for guys like Ochai and Devon, I look at them and are, are not necessarily underwhelmed, but a little bit make, makes me want a little bit more from them going forward. You know, the numbers for Ochai really aren't that bad. You know, shooting 35% from three, that, you know, in consideration, you know, for what he shot last year where he was in the low 30s. You know, it is a step in the right direction, but there's so many times where you see Ochai catch fire and it's like, why can't this happen more often? Uh, and for Devon Dotson, I really don't know what to say. You know, shooting less than 30% right now from three on four attempts per game. You know, he shoots the third most amount of threes on the team behind Ochai and Isaiah Moss. Um, so I think if you're looking at someone to step up in terms of the three-point shooting, I you know, you can look to Isaiah Moss and Ochai Abaji, you know, two guys that you, know, you could argue should be shooting maybe a little higher than they are right now. Um, but I think it does come down to Devon Dawson too, because if he starts to make – you know, one more three a game, or not even necessarily one three a game, but one more three every other game, you know, that will help in the long run, just boost his own percentage and help Kansas in terms of floor spacing, um, how defenses have to respect Devon, 
than as a shooter outside and not necessarily just sink off uh, and try and shut off the driving lanes and force him to go left. You know, Devon making more threes will in turn help open up a lot more for Kansas offensively. So the third thing I think that Kansas definitely needs to look to improve on over the last six weeks of the season is staying locked in the entire game. Uh, and this isn't necessarily a knock because this happens with a lot of college teams. Um, and I've talked about this on the podcast before you think about it. You know, these are 18 to 22 year olds, you know, not necessarily the most reliable age group, uh, you know, in a lifespan. So for Kansas, and you look at on a player by player basis, uh, it's all about staying locked in throughout the entire game because we've seen this season, you know, you look against Texas Tech, for example, they get up, they get a big lead, uh, kind of things start to slip on the defensive end, uh, on the offensive end, maybe things aren't as crisp. Texas Tech's able to get back into the game. You know, that's been a theme this season where Kansas will look really good for a period and then kind of just take its foot off the gas, uh, not necessarily go as hard. We'll make a couple mental mistakes. Um, you know, for me personally, I remember uh, most recently, you know, Bill Self talked about Christian Brown for getting plays out of timeouts where he will drop a play out of the timeout. And by the time KU breaks the huddle and gets into uh, running the play itself, Christian Brown will have forgotten the play. That's an example of staying locked in, where those are the things that when you get into March, it might be a little bit easier to stay locked in because you know it's a do-or-die situation, but there are still those mental lapses that players have had this season where it kind of leaves you scratching your head like, man, like, come on. And you've seen Bill Self yell at guys like saying, wake up. You can look back at Ochai Abaji at Texas. Uh, you know, he didn't, on some pick and rolls there, he went over on one when he should have gone under and the guy had a driving lane. Then he went under on two other screens that resulted in made threes for, I believe it was Coleman and Courtney Ramey for Texas. That's an example of him knowing the scouting report, staying locked in. I think about Isaiah Moss's off-ball defense. Um, this is someone I talked to with Twitter on last night was, you know, Isaiah Moss as an on-ball defender, not bad. Isaiah Moss as an off-ball defender, not good at all. Uh, he got beat on a backdoor cut last night, and that's been something that's happened a lot this season where he'll fall asleep if he's defending the guy in the corner. He'll fall asleep and start ball watching to where then the guy from the corner can just make a real you know, direct beeline to the basket, and he'll be wide open for a bucket. And Isaiah Moss has been taken out of several games this season because of those type of plays. So for Moss, you know, it, it's about that knowing the scouting report, knowing what you need to be looking for, and staying locked in. You know, and even for, you know, you, someone like Devon Dotson, you look at last night and there's a play in the second half where he kind of just needlessly uh, throws the ball early in the shot clock right at a Texas guy. Bill Self, it was kind of a, a funny moment, at least on the broadcast. Uh, as soon as that happened, I looked over to Bill Self on the sideline. He put his head in his hands. And then a few minutes later when the broadcast caught up, Jay Billis was joking that Bill Self may have had a migraine uh, based off of that pass. So. There's just a collection of things with this Kansas team where there are times where they just kind of fall asleep in general, and that's not something that you can do in the NCAA tournament. You know, a bad run can put you out of a game. You know, and for as good as Kansas is, this has been this season. You know, playing from a double-digit deficit like they did against Baylor, this isn't necessarily a team that is built to come back from a double-digit deficit. Just because the three-point shooting isn't necessarily there. If the other team is making threes, it's going to be real tough for Kansas to get back into the game. 
just because of the way the offense is built around being an efficient two-point percentage team, you know, slowing the game down so there aren't necessarily as many uh, shots and possessions as well. So, you know, for Kansas, those are kind of the big things. And then the fourth thing that I have is free throw shooting. Um, this is not a great free throw shooting team, and that's not even because you Yudok Azubuki. Uh, you look at the numbers, and, you know, Doak isn't necessarily uh, as bad as he has been in years past. He's up to 44%. Um, I think it was something I had a stat uh, I tweeted the other day about Doak uh, in free throw shooting and how he's pushing like 55%, I want to say, over the last five or six games from the free throw line. So he's definitely shown some improvement there. But there are a lot of other guys on the team that uh, need to improve that free throw percentage. You look at Marcus Garrett shooting 64% from the free throw line. Christian Brown, for as good as he is shooting the ball from behind the arc, not as good shooting the ball from the free throw line. He's shooting 70% from the line this season. Ochai Baji, another one, shoots the ball well from behind the arc and even from two-point percentage, shoots the ball well. Free throw line, 70%. Um, and then you get into, at the top two, you know, Isaiah Moss, Devon Dotson, and even Dave McCormick is shooting pretty good uh, in terms of percentage. But as a team in general, you, you again, you think about extrapolating this out to March. You know, what are the ways that Kansas can lose games in March? Not to be, you know, a, a negative Nancy about it, but, you lose games because of free throw shooting. You know, down the stretch, let's say. Teams foul, you miss free throws, they have the opportunity to get back into the game. I think about Devon Dotson at times this season, you know, uh, down the stretch of games where I believe it may have been against Villanova, I want to say, where he missed the front end of a one and one uh, You can't do that in March. Again, that's how you lose games. And for Kansas, you know, they are so good at what they do. Scoring inside the arc, playing really good defense, that it's these other things and these other factors that can in turn hurt Kansas when you get into March. So for free throw shooting, that's a big thing. Um, and, you know, and you look at the team as in general, 67% from the free throw line. That's 283rd in the nation. Now, the interesting thing about that number two is in terms of conference and only conference play, Kansas shooting 69% from the free throw line, which is good for fourth in the conference. I don't know what that says about maybe the Big 12 and the free throw shooting of the Big 12, or you know if that says that Kansas maybe isn't actually a bad free throw shooting team. I still think if you're under that 73%, 75% mark, I, I still think there's definitely room for improvement as a team. So just wrapping up, you know, the big four things for Kansas to, to watch as Kansas fans going forward through the last six weeks. How is Kansas getting doked the ball? Are they getting it to him in good positions? Or are there times where Doak has a mismatch or he's wide open and they miss him? The three-point shooting. Is Kansas going to find its stroke late on in the season, or are we going to continue to have this hot and cold kind of up-and-down three-point shooting where just based on little two-week stretches, Kansas can either be really hot or really cold? Uh, staying locked in on defense and just on the game plan itself, knowing where you need to be, uh, knowing who the shooters are, knowing what the plays are, and, of course, the free-throw shooting. So that's all the time we have for today. As always, thank you for tuning into the Fogdunnet podcast. As always, you can find all sorts of great KU football and KU basketball content on Fogdunnet. Uh, if you're listening to this on Wednesday, it's National Signing Day. We've got a lot of great content coming out. Uh, I know we've got some stories planned, basketball press conference also uh, coming out on this Thursday. So we'll have plenty of content from that as well. Uh, if you like what you heard, please leave a rating and review on iTunes. We always appreciate those. And as always, you can follow me on Twitter at mswain97. 
And with that said, we will talk to you next week.